if that life falls on the right, right babe. Not that Maggie's back, back. in McMonagle here with you on this Monday morning, this Championship Sunday reaction morning. Let's get into it. We got three hours to do it. You know how it works. I got you till 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. 877-337-6666. Me and Flegelman, we got you for those three hours. So let's do it. As we actually got some, you know, as crazy as the games were and as disappointing as, you know, a couple of losses for two separate teams, we actually got some... Just exciting football after what was a miserable, I thought, for the most part, a bad playoffs. We got a great championship Sunday and a couple of great games and obviously just absolute disasters and teams that as much as, you know, Patrick Mahomes is cemented himself already before this game, let's be honest. But if you're an idiot like me who bet against Patrick Mahomes, you are just that an idiot. They win, that's what they do, but I would argue that both of these games had teams that lost as well as teams that won. I think the storyline obviously coming out of both these games are two teams that absolutely lost these games and two real goats coming from each game. And let's start with the latter game first. We'll get to the we'll get to that uh Ravens Chiefs game obviously throughout the course of the morning, maybe even in the open. Who knows where I'll go. But let's start with this Dan Campbell and the Lions blowing this game. And I feel terrible. We all feel terrible for the Lion fans, right? We all know it. It's been, they've never been to a champion. They've never been to a Super Bowl. It's been since 1957, since they've won a road game, since they've done this, since they've done that. It's 100 years. And these and they were absolutely dominating the football game. Like, I, I did not see coming. I can't tell you how many different stupid teasers I put in the first half. I thought, well, I thought it was going to be the 49ers looking to come out and make a statement. Instead, it was the Dan Campbell-led Lions who absolutely ran the ball down the throat of the 49ers. This first half could not have been more of a domination of a football team that I thought was clearly the best in the NFC all year, who had a terrible week last week. We knew how the quarterback played. I thought they made their, got their scare, and they were going to come out and look to play good football. And instead, the Lions ran it down their throat. They could not stop the run. On third down, the Lions did whatever they wanted to do. I could not believe what I was watching. Just absolute domination from this Lions team. Uh, it, was, it was something to behold. And obviously, you start thinking about, What's going to happen here in the second half is they take a 17-point lead into half, and clearly the story of the game is the Dan Campbell situation, the Dan Campbell decisions on going forward on fourth down as opposed to kicking field goals, and I get it, right? I get it, but here's my take on it. Let's just get into that because it's the story of the moment. I understand the complaints with it, and let me just say this. I would have kicked field goals in every single situation, whether it be at the end of the first half which is really, if you think about it, for me, looking back on how Dan Campbell plays, and that's really the, the, the issue here, that we talked about it. when we, It was a storyline going into the game. We talked about it during our pick segment. I talked about it all week. 
You know, everyone, Campbell's going to go for it on fourth down. You could see a fake kick. You could see a fake punt. Campbell's going to put out all the stops. Now, I don't think anybody expected the domination and the 17-point lead and situations where, you know, the the momentum is clearly in their favor to make decisions the way he made decisions. But ultimately, we all knew this is how Dan, this is how Campbell coaches. From the minute he took this team, from the minute in his dopey press conference about you know biting kneecaps on the way up, right? That now at the moment I thought it was stupid. Then they lose all those games his first year. I thought it was really stupid, and now it's become this lovable chant that I, I get text messages all for because I'm telling my friends the Niners are going to kick the crap out of the Lions. And I'm getting, oh, they're biting kneecaps. Everyone loves it. And this is the same guy who took this Lions team that has been a losing franchise for forever and turned them around in the course of three years where they were the trendy pick to get to this game, the trendy pick to move on, and it uh, you know won their division with a sexy over. We're right there and had a great, great playoff run up until the second half and dominated this game. It's the same guy. This is how he played. Now, that doesn't excuse every decision ever made. It doesn't, you know, well, this is the, the way he coaches. Of course, there are decisions that supersede the way you go about playing football. And I honestly don't know if any of these meet that criteria where it's so obvious that you can't do it. I really don't. And I know that's going to – most people are saying he cost them the game, he's the reason they lost, and, and maybe so. But that's how they've played all year, and these are somewhat questionable calls. The biggest one that I have a problem with – let's put it this way. There's two here that I want to get to. One, the biggest one I have a problem with. The other, the absolute one I would have kicked on, and I'm surprised he didn't. The first one I have a problem with, when you look back now on how he decided to handle the entire game and the aggressiveness he took, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to not kick the field goal at the end of the first, to, to not go for it at the end of the first half. That's the one, looking back on it, if that was going to be your game plan, if you were going to come back in the third quarter with a 24 to 10 lead and not kick a field goal there, if that's how aggressive you're going to be, then just f- go through your entire game plan like that to be fourth down and, th- and goal from the three with the ability to go up 21 points as opposed to 17 and make it a three-touchdown game heading into the half when all the momentum in the world is on your side. Leading into that drive, they have a third and 12 that they accomplish, that they figure out on a running play. They were running at 12, 13 yards a clip on them down into that drive. Then they get the big third and 18. They were running it down their throat. The momentum was clearly on their side, and they had everything going for them. And if that's not the time to go for it now look I would have kicked it there too and at the time I tweeted out this is absolutely the right thing to do is kick the field goal I didn't realize how dramatic he was going to handle the rest of the game and every decision from that point on and for me be consistent if you are going to be the Dan Campbell and biting kneecaps and going for it every single uh, fourth down play and you're going to be as aggressive as you were in the second half off of that drive going down the field, then I then I go for it there too. That's the one that makes me pause, and it's it it's it's inconsistent from a head coach, which bothers me. You want consistency. 
So at the time, I thought it was 100% right to kick the field goal. But I thought the other two scenarios were right to kick the field goal too. But if you're not going to handle it that way, then go for it there and take a three-touchdown lead into the half instead of 17 points. And then the one that really boggles my mind that I personally would have absolutely kicked. And it's not the last one to tie the game. It's the one in the third quarter. Again, momentum is key for me on these fourth down plays. If you decide to go for it, or you decide to kick a field goal, or you decide to have a fake punt, or you decide to do something like that, for me, those are momentum-changing plays for the most part. Unless it's really fourth and short, and your run game, I mean, it's been as dominant as, as it could have been. But, like, there are certain scenarios where I don't want to mess with momentum. And for me, they come out in the third, they come out of the third quarter, out of the second, out of halftime, and they get the ball, the 49ers, and you know they have to go down and score. And ultimately, they fall short of getting in the end zone. They kick the field goal. You go right back down the field. You're in a position for what? Uh, 40-something-odd field goal. If you can kick that point, if you can kick that field goal and wipe away the eight-minute drive the 49ers had down the field and the three points they scored, if you wipe away that entire drive and make it as if it never happened and you get that three points right back, That is a killer for the 49ers. That is, we just came out. We were supposed to score to get back into this game. We were down 17 points. I'm sure at halftime they were saying, hey, listen, we're in it. Let's go out there, score a touchdown off of this first drive. We're right back in this game. We're down 10 points. It's not an issue. Let's go down and score. Instead, they come out. They fall short. They kick a field goal. You go down the field and have an opportunity to wipe that three points away like it never happened, and you got to take away pretty much the entire third quarter without having any damage, with seven minutes left in the third quarter, six minutes left in the third quarter. Wipe that all away and have an opportunity to say, okay, great. You came out and did nothing. You impacted this game in no way. We're still up 17 points. And for me, that's I did not want to build momentum. Now, the easy answer is, Chris, well, they could have missed a field goal. Yes, of course. Right? We all know that. And, uh, I mean, a missed field goal plays the same thing. Sure, the momentum stops. They still They get the ball back with even better field position. Whatever. I get it. But for me, that's a makeable field goal. Conditions in this game were perfectly fine. I want to wipe away that three-point. I don't want to give the 49ers momentum. You know how dangerous this team is. That's why you're going for it on fourth down. You know, ultimately, how difficult it's going to be to hold down this offense the entire rest of the game. You know it. That's why you're making decisions like that. And you heard him talking about it, and I just heard Flegelman reference it at the end of Lori's show. When you hear him at the end of this postgame talking about how hard it is to get here, when you hear this, when I'm talking about that this could be our last chance, that is why Campbell coaches the way he coaches. That's why he makes the decisions the way he makes them is because he understands now is the time. And it's difficult to go in against arguably the best roster in football and a team that has dominated the NFC. And you know on nine times out of 10, a better football team than you. And you've got the play of it right now. You're dominating the game, and you have an opportunity to wipe away their momentum of a field goal to start the second half. And instead, you go for it. You get the drop, which is worst of all, because it's a play you should have made. You get the drop, and suddenly, that's the game. You go down. You get the Ayuk play, which is as important as any play in the football game. To get that bounce off a face mask and get that catch, that changes the dynamic as well. Obviously, that leads to the fumble. All those situations are dynamic changes. So that's why that last field goal doesn't bother me as much. 
the field goal that that could have tied the game that everybody's up in arms about, the momentum has already swung at that point. Now I'm looking to make momentum-changing plays. I don't know if a field goal does that. I don't know if I'm stopping the 49ers after I've tied the game there. I still don't like my chances tied against the 49ers with six minutes left in the football game when they've now changed the momentum and have dominated my defense for the entire half. Now I don't like my chances. Now I'm willing to go for it on fourth down. I hate the 24-10 decision when there's an opportunity to wipe away any little bit of momentum the 49ers have got going. I want to take that three points and say you just you wasted eight minutes of the third quarter doing or you know you wasted eight minutes of the third quarter doing nothing. Now we're more than halfway through the third quarter and we're still at 17. That's the field goal that bothers me. Now in the fourth quarter, after the fumble, after the IU catch, after all the, after, you know, a, a, a bunch of different plays, now the game, even though I have an opportunity to tie it, even though I have an opportunity to tie it, to me, the momentum has already swung in the Niners' direction, and that's when I look for momentum-changing plays. That's when I want to go in there and stick it in the end zone and make them come back and score. I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I understand everybody's problem with it, but this is how he's coached. I never forth, I, I honestly didn't think they would kick a field goal there, especially after not kicking one in the, in the third quarter. Like, that's how he's coached all year. That's how he's coached all year. There were drops in this game. There are, there's the fumble in this game. There's other reasons why the Lions lost this game other than Dan Campbell, the head coach, who built this team in his image, who has a tough, hard-fought, gritty team that has done this all year. And we talk about this all the time. Either it's coaches or players, but specifically coaches. When they get into these situations, the last thing you want to do is change who you are. It's the last thing you want to do. Now, they changed who they were and stopped. They didn't run the football nearly enough in the second half. But I like the idea that he stayed true to himself. And he stayed true to the way this team played all year long. It got them to the NFC Championship game. Are there certain, like, I, I get it. And now that the plays were unsuccessful and you had multiple drops in this game, and you had the killer drop, obviously, on the, third, the, the fourth down when it was 24-10 in the third quarter, like, yeah, they were unsuccessful. It led to the 49ers making this historical comeback. No team in the history of championship games has been down 17 and a half and come back to win. And it's frustrating. And for a Lions fan, I feel for you. That's a game I can't, you know, they're dominating the football game. At the line of scrimmage, the offensive line is destroying the front four of the 49ers. Destroying. There was that one sequence there where they were running down. Obviously, the going in at the end of the half, the big third downs. Also, just running the football. There was that one play Montgomery got, what was it, eight or nine yards? He, he, he didn't even see a 49er in his path for the first six or seven yards of the run. They were getting dominated up front. Dominated. And Campbell should have stuck, and, and, and Ben Johnson should have stuck with the run game in the second half. But ultimately, they played the game, and Dan Campbell made decisions the same way he's made decisions all year. And I know that's an easy answer, and I know there's nuance to that, and I understand that those decisions impacted the game in a you know immense, devastating way. 
But honestly, I I didn't have a problem with him. The the two main issues I had. Well, I mean, to me, if you're going to be that aggressive, go in and try and score a touchdown when you have all the momentum in the end of the first half. If you're gonna if you know you're going to be that aggressive all game, if you if you're going to go for it, you know. 24-10 in the third quarter, then go for it at the end of the first half and try and make it stick. And then obviously at the end of the game, at the goal line, you can't run the football. I mean, that I didn't even bring it up to start here because it's such an obvious you cannot have to you cannot make a you cannot have a run play and have to call a timeout and lead to only having the and forcing the onside kick. It's just a it's a I understand you you you're calling that play to get in the end zone. They've been able to run the ball almost at will, although that had changed by the second half. But in the first half, they were running the ball at will. Everyone's expecting a pass. You're going to catch them off guard with a run. You can't do it. You cannot call one of your timeouts there because it eliminates the idea of kicking the ball off and trying to play that game. You can't do it. It's a, tr- it's a horrendous decision. And he's going to be the go to this game. And everybody's going to look to how he coached, and suddenly he's going to be second guessed. And he's, you know, the macho man who wants to bite kneecaps, but he doesn't use his head in the big game. And yet there they were, dominating a football game halfway through against what is clearly the best team in the NFC. And they got there making decisions just like that. They got there making decisions just like that. So did I have a problem with them? Yeah. I, I would have I would have done I would have kicked the I you know me personally I would have kicked the field goal at the end of the half I would have kicked both field goals and not gone for two not gone for it on fourth down in any of the situations I would have kicked field goals in all three situations That's what I would have done But I'm not Dan Campbell I haven't led the Lions to this point all year and I you know that's the way him and this team have gone about it and they know that going in. And ultimately, I think players respond when you put the faith in them to go win a football game. And so we can look at it and call him the GOAT, and we'll get to the other GOAT after the break in Lamar Jackson. And honestly, I think probably both are a little unfair. I think both probably are a little unfair to look at them as the cause of the game. And I don't know how many people look at Lamar Jackson as the reason they lost, as opposed to just not being the elite quarterback we all think he is. MVP still has the playoff issues. Can't doesn't play well in the big game. The same stuff will here. And as I I can't tell you, he played particularly well. To me, he was not the reason they lost. And we'll get to that as we get through the morning. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So we have uh, Super Bowl uh, set. And after the championship game, let's be honest. It's the two best teams. I, w- I, I didn't think, you know, all year long, and we'll get to the job Mahomes and Reed has done because this is their best year. This is their best year. To get, to, the, to get back to the Super Bowl with this team, to go beat the Bills on the road, to go beat Baltimore on the road on their first two road games in this run, which is amazing enough, their first two playoff road games are against those two teams and particularly the Ravens who just dominated people and rolled right through the AFC the second half of the year, and who is probably better than Kansas City in almost every way. And yet still, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the 90s Bulls. They are the New England Patriots. They are the 90s Yankees. 
they just they find ways to win. And the job they've done to get here. Now, I know the defense is good. I know they're the first team since the Jets in 2010 to not score in the second half and win a game. And it's 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 a remarkable job. The defense did a tremendous job against the Ravens, made big plays. The Ravens also stubbed their toe a million different ways.